Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new season of the Lovely Digest podcast, season two. I'm very excited to be here announcing this to you guys. We have a new setup. We're now filming on Riverside rather than Zoom, which has just been amazing. I've done one recording with Kate, who talks about feng shui that will be coming out soon this week, I believe. Um, But stay tuned for that. And it just went really well. So new platform going well. I have a microphone, which I'm feeling, I'm feeling very grown up now. This podcast has done better than I could have imagined. We're still in the new tiny little phase where we have a little community comparatively, but we don't like to compare here. So I'm super excited about it. I think that this is just like going great and I'm really enjoying it. You guys are also, I've been taking stock of what affiliates you guys like, what really resonates. Holy cow, a lot of you have signed up for To Be Magnetic. So if you're using my affiliate link, thank you so much. That just means that this platform can be paid for and it might be small, but it means a lot to me, especially to know like it it means more to me that you guys are actually using TBM and really liking it and resonating with it because I'm a TBM member. And if you're not, if you're new here to be magnetic is, um, a manifestation, energetic meditation platform. There's so many ways to describe it. I personally really love it because of the inner child healing work and the shadow work that I can dive deep into without feeling like exhausted. Um, talk therapy is amazing. I still do it. It can be really exhausting. So this is just a really gentle but super effective science-backed method of healing the hurt parts of yourself and stepping into your true authentic self, becoming authentically you. And by doing that, I have just accelerated in life much faster than I ever could have imagined. I never would have imagined that I had a podcast or my own business. Uh, my dreams were always to have my own business when I was like 40 and you know having young kids and just wanted to work from home, but here I am. So thank you guys. That's a long-winded way of saying thank you. I have written out this intro episode because I had a lot that I wanted to stay, stay, say. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget any of it slash go on a tangent like I just did. So I'm going to read this off to you. You know, if you've been here for a while that I like to go back and forth between chatting and reading. So I'm going to read this to you. And yeah, thank you so much for being here, though. I really appreciate you guys. And I want to tell you a little bit about this season coming up. So this season, season two, we're diving into and breaking down the aspects of life and the different aspects of life, I should say. I talk a bit about the wheel of life and how it works in a guest post I did for the good trade, which will be linked below in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more about that exercise and how to use it to make goals and show up as your best self. It's a really great foundational tool for learning a little bit about yourself and kind of giving yourself a starting point with where to check in and maybe improve I use it just to say, oh, well, in this month I felt a little bit down on myself for my the state of my finances. So I think I, I'm going to read this book and set up some goals to make sure I get back on track and really step into my authentic self. 
So I particularly love doing this exercise about once a month as a check-in to see where I'm at and where to focus my efforts the next month. Uh, doing this exercise has really helped me to feel less overwhelmed when it comes to tackling my goals and has made such a difference in my ability to stay in remission from Crohn's disease, which sounds silly, but like this is the foundation for what has given me like less anxiety and helped taken away some of the anxiety of feeling like I need to up level because when I got Crohn's, I was doing a lot of things that I was like, oh, I don't want to eat this way anymore. I can't exercise this way anymore. I can't be continuing at this pace of life anymore. So I need to change a lot about my life and what feels like very natural to me. Everything needs to go. And it's not usually recommended that you do a complete 180 overhaul like that because when you do that with habits and you're trying to create a lot of new habits at once, they don't usually stick. So having this as like a starting point with saying, okay, where to like getting everything up to speed incrementally has been super helpful. So it sounds dramatic, but it's very true at the foundational level. So if you're looking for a way to become your best self without the usual like read X amount of books a month or exercise three times a week, then you're in the right spot because I'm not here to tell you to do any of that. I'm just here to share actionable tools and steps to creating the life that you want. So instead, every month we're going to be focusing on a different area of life. And today I want to give a bit of an overview of each area to get you thinking differently about how to live your best life. So each month we're going to have expert guests on each area to chat about their tips and tricks. I'm going to be coming in with a little bit like more chatty episodes, personal life experience stories, just to, you know, keep it relevant, I guess, to the chronic health. I know that a lot of people resonate with that who are here, so I want to be able to tie things back to that. So what's even better is that we're going to be starting this ahead of the new year so that you can start to take steps now towards your goals and start thinking about things you might want to change and implement into your life. Often we'll get stuck in the mentality of I'll start it when rather than how can I just start now. Um, there's also science behind this that a lot of people, I am guilty of this, will say, oh, I'll just start it next week. I'll start it on Monday. Like Monday feels like a fresh start. The new year feels like a fresh start. The first of the month start feels like a fresh start. I think that was a study like with gyms where people were like, okay, like I'll start the first of the month. Oh, I'll start Monday or the new year, whatever it is. Like it's always a I'll start it when rather than now. So how can we start now? How can we slowly start implementing? And I've been trying to transition from this all or nothing mindset. Um, I loved my conversation with um, Coach Mac. You can go back and find it. I'll also link it below. She's just amazing in describing how to kind of release that all or nothing mindset, especially in terms of fitness, which I feel like a lot of us need to hear, but I'm getting myself off track. We're going to be starting with the home environment in October and we're going to set the scene for crafting a home authentic to you. I just felt it was very important to start in this area because your environment really reflects who you are. I just talked about this with Kate, so I'm really excited for you to hear that episode. Designing your space and clearing out clutter and what isn't helpful and promoting you being your best self, like things, clothes that don't fit, those donations that you've been putting off bringing to savers, guilty, old work files, also guilty. 
is instrumental in creating a space and place that sets the foundation for you to thrive and make change. <sighs> so, uncommonly known, but another important aspect of wellness, because I want to go through all of them now with you, is financial health. While we tend to avoid this area the most, I get it, also guilty. It's one of the most important because it's another foundational tool to our success because learning the finance basics is super empowering. It gives you the knowledge to care for yourself now and as you age, changing my mindset to think about my aging self and how I'm caring for her by setting myself up now for success really changed my negative perspective of finances. And I went from avoiding them to getting excited to check in with them every month, which is just... I think maybe excited is like a little exaggerating because I do get really nervous to check them, which is just another sign that I need to work on myself a little bit more, but I do get excited thinking about setting my future self up for life, like especially in retirement, which is just a really empowering feeling. Um, nutrition, on the other hand, is probably what you first think of when you think of well-being. What we eat and put in our bodies is obviously important. We all know that. But the why and the how is what we struggle with. Why do we wrestle with cravings and making better choices? I've learned that once I know what's happening in my body when I eat certain things, I'm less likely to choose them or more likely if it's a positive thing. A third of most of our days are spent at work. Our career has the power to make or break our mindset for the day. If you're spending eight hours resenting what you do, what do you think that's doing to your mental health? I'm so curious to find out myself. So I'm going to find some people who can help us figure it out and give us tips on how to help us find happiness at work. Joy. Joy is my favorite out of all the areas of life because it's such an integral part to our well-being. In a study published by Psychosomatic Medicine, or in Psychosomatic Medicine, I should say, that'll be linked below, it was found that happiness can actually boost our immune systems. People with more positive emotions are less likely to develop the common cold. Another study found that positive affect can lower pain levels and joyful people are less likely to experience pain. A huge plus for my fellow chronic illness friends. So physical activity, moving on, is another common marker of well-being. Although, how active do we need to be? What's best for our bodies? How do we find and make the time consistently? How do we stop worrying about our bodies and instead enjoy movement and exercise? What do we do when we're sick? I'm super excited to find out with you. Neuroscience tells us that learning changes the physical structure of the brain, even organizes it for us. Something super interesting to me is that different parts of the brain may be ready to learn at different times. Education is super important to brain health, but also not forcing things and flowing with your curiosities is important too, especially as we age. Have you ever stopped to notice how to... Ugh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> going to leave that in because that's just how this goes. Have you ever stopped to notice how, what, I don't have a typo in here. Who did not proofread their work? Just, just me. Um, here we go. <laughs> 
Here we go. If you're listening to this, I'm making hand motions. I just realized that not everyone is actually watching this on Spotify or on YouTube. So, <laughs> hi. I am just fumbling. But anyways, home cooking <laughs> is the next section. Have you ever noticed that you might feel better after eating at home versus when eating out? That's because when we cook at home, we're developing a connection to the food as we cook. There's a reason why mom's special lasagna or grandma's casserole is just, in quotations, different. Knowing exactly what's in our food and cooking with love can actually change our experience with it and promote good digestion, which is just, that was mind-boggling to me to learn, so I'm really excited to share a little bit more on that with you guys. Creativity. When is the last time you got creative? Being creative bringing creativity into your life in the form of painting, photography, music, whatever it may be for you, can help give your analytical mind rest and gives us better problem-solving tools. If you're an adult, you'll know that aging can bring lots of new responsibilities and overwhelm. Ironically, we also stop being so creative as we age. By finding time to be creative and give our brains rest, we increase our resilience and adaptability. And health. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> well, this might be super obvious because this podcast is all about well-being. Obviously, it's a part of life. Take a minute to think about your last dentist appointment or annual checkup with your doctor. More often than not, we've lost track of time and might be a bit behind on those appointments. While skipping a few as a young and healthy adult can be okay, checking in with your doctor and checking for skin cancer, sexual health, vision, and making sure you have a trusted practitioner on your team is so important. There's nothing worse than getting sick and realizing you don't have anyone to go to. It takes time upfront getting things set up, but trust me, when you find someone you trust, there's literally nothing more valuable. I think I could say this about every area, but that's just how important our well-being is. Spirituality is another area that has the power to help us feel more connected and gives us purpose. You don't have to believe in God, but believing in something bigger than yourself or at least cultivating a practice of bigger thinking is so integral to learning important life lessons. Research at Researchers at the Harvard School of Public Health in partnership with Brigham and Women's Hospital found that attention to spirituality and serious illness and in health should be a vital part of future whole person-centered care, which is hopefully the way that our healthcare system is moving towards thinking whole person rather than problem solving, just the individual symptoms. Spirituality in this study is defined as the way individuals seek ultimate meaning, purpose, connection, value, or transcendence, including to, but not limited to, religion, connection to family, community, and nature, which I think is just super cool. Speaking of relationships, the last area of well-being I want to cover with you all is relationships and connection. There's a reason the most healthy communities of the world are centered around community. Well, those communities have higher rates of smoking and eating oils and what others might consider unhealthy foods or an unrounded diet, these people live longer because of their emphasis on caring for one another. That's just how important friends and family are. The running theme I see between all of these is that by no fault of our own, many of us didn't grow up learning all the tools we needed to be successful in health. 
And now that a lot of knowledge is more readily available, it can be super overwhelming to figure out where to start, leading to procrastination and anxiety, even if you want to make a change. I find that kids who grow up with thinking about their health have less of a hard time switching to a healthy lifestyle or maintaining that versus if you grow up and you're an adult, it's just a little bit harder to learn and change habits in just the way that you are. So give yourself grace. Just know that you're setting your children or those around you that might be younger up for success and health and wellness as you make these changes. It's not just about you. It's never just about you. Being your authentic self means that you positively impact everyone around you. The goal of this podcast is to not only change the way we look at health and well-being and show us we deserve to thrive, but also to give actionable tips and tools to making those changes over time. So grab your favorite drink, pen, and paper, and your calendar, and start implementing those tips as we learn together. I can't wait to check in with you on the other side.